0: much better. You look all right. Turn the person next to you and say, you look all right. Or the person over from you next to you. You can't even sit next to people. That's rubbish, isn't it? Hey, we're talking about prayer. We've been talking about prayer for a few weeks or a couple of weeks or whatever. A bit of a prayer focus. And so I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about intercession, how we pray for others and how we pray for things. I don't know about you. I'm not okay with the world being broken. I don't know about you um i remember when we we're buying you might have heard this story but it's funny um we're at our old church and we had to buy a photocopier and i don't know about oh, i don't like people trying to sell me stuff you know and the pushy ones i don't like pushy i just if you push me i'm gonna dig my heels in so don't try that with me um and this photocopier mechanic was there. No, it wasn't. It was before that. So they're trying to sell us a photocopier with bells and whistles. You know, back in the day, it was about 10 years ago. And they said, oh, yeah, but this one faxes and prints and scans. And I said, I just want a photocopier. Anyway, the mechanic was coming fixing an old photocopier. That's why I had to buy a new one. And I said to him, can you give us some advice because you're a photocopier mechanic? And they've tried to sell us all kinds of stuff. I said, I just want... A photocopier that works. (laughs) You know what the photocopier mechanic said? Well, you expect a bit much. (laughs) So I've adjusted my expectations and now I don't get frustrated with photocopiers anymore because they just break down because they have moving parts. You know what I don't want to be okay with? What I don't want to accept is the brokenness of our world. Um, I was a bit shocked last night as I went to bed. I, don't, I was stalking one of my old mates, one of my old schoolmates, because he's really good at keeping in touch with people. And he still lives up in Nambour on the Sunshine Coast. And as I was going through his friend list looking for some old friends, trying to see if I could reconnect, um, I thought, oh, I haven't seen this lady, Marie. And you know, Marie's your classic Aussie lady who... You know, been through some tough stuff in her life. But I loved her sense of humour. Probably because it was pretty sarcastic. But it was funny. As I haven't seen Marie post for a while. So I searched Marie and I found her. She's still my friend. And then I saw that um, sometime, probably June last year, she discovered. And I still haven't found out all the details around this because I only found out last night. Um, so I sent Peter a message to see if he knew um, that she got pancreatic cancer. She'd just turned 50, and the last post on her Facebook wall I could find was um, that she'd been put into palliative care probably a month, if that, from when she found out that she had pancreatic cancer. Friends, our world's broken. And I think it's okay to look at our world sometimes and be grieved in our spirit, to go, this is messed up. It's not okay. Because until, you know, because if we just accept it, we learn to live in it. You know the old story of boiling the frog? You know you boil a frog, just turn the heat up a little bit at a time. I don't know if that's actually true. I've been too scared to try it. And you probably get in trouble for doing that today. <laughs> but I reckon that if you put a frog in water and you turn the heat up slowly, you'll boil it and the frog won't even know. Well, if that's true, see, that can happen with us in our world. We just get used to the crap that's around us. You know what? Jesus has never got used to it. The Father's never got used to it. He's got a plan that he's actually putting into place and has already put into place in many ways to fix it. And so this morning I want to talk about how are we part of that plan? How do we, instead of getting used to the mess and okay with the brokenness, how do we step up and play our part to fix something? Because I like to fix stuff. That's why photocopy has frustrated me. So this morning I want to talk about, yes, sure, our world's broken. But firstly, Jesus did something which means we can do something to shift stuff and to change stuff. Is that okay? Do you want to put my rings out just so we can mess with people's heads? We're gonna do mini Olympics after this message. Not really. I I did some handouts too just because Willie keeps whinging about not having handouts. Are so you here, Willie? Ah, oh, Willie's I can't talk about her behind her back so I wait till she comes back in. Um, So there's some handouts on the seats if you want to follow the handouts and you can fill in there. Do you like my loud shirt? Someone gave me this. How cool is that? A little bit of coffee. Well, a lot of coffee and a lot more of Jesus. How's that? Our first point this morning is we have been subject to a curse. Do you realize that? The world's under a curse. Now, I looked up this word curse because it sounds a bit, you know, with all the weird movies and films and stuff out there these days, you think, oh, curse. But I'll tell you what that means in a minute. In Genesis 3, 19, after Adam and Eve had a good idea. (laughs) You ever had a good idea? Just don't do it. Okay? Not interested in good ideas. I'm interested in God ideas. Adam and Eve had a good idea, and it messed things up really badly. And so what it did was it opened the door to sin and death. That's what it did. Okay? And Romans 5.12 in the Amplified puts it quite well. It says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all people. No one being able... I've, I loved how the Amplified put this. No one being able to stop it or escape its power. How true is that? Of the brokenness of our world. Because all sin. And And just to emphasize my introduction story probably I remember when we had two dogs called Jesse and Sam and they lived a lot longer than I intended them to live they lived about sorry about that 17 years and, well this is part of the story see um, Sam was a shih tzu and he his back legs went and you know his hearing and he was old and I was, thought I was really ready for Sam to go and then I was the one that had to take him to the vet to get him put to sleep because his back legs had gone And as I'm sitting there, and it's kind of funny because I'm sitting there with Sam next to me, and I had to wait. And I'm talking to him, right? And then about five minutes later, I realized he hasn't heard anything for about five years. (laughs) So I wasn't talking for his benefit. I was talking for my benefit. And it's pretty hard, you know, when you're an Aussie bloke, you're going with your dog to the vet and you start tearing up because you're putting your dog down. And I thought, what's going on for me? You know what I think part of it was? Same thing that happened to Jesus when he went to Lazarus and he was about to raise Lazarus from the dead. Jesus wept. And some theologians say that in that moment, Jesus was just expressing the grief that he feels, that the Father feels, that death ever entered our world. Death's not meant to be part of our life. Have you read the end of the story? Have you read Revelation chapter 21, where there'll be no more pain? There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more death. Hallelujah. The curse is being broken. Hallelujah. But here, the, the word curse, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, as you may know in this word. I'm not going to try to pronounce. It's spelled A-R-O-R in English, which comes from the idea of a situation where God is not present. So I want you to hear that this morning. So when Genesis talks about a curse, not saying like god goes you're in trouble it actually goes i'm stepping back and let removing my protection from you isn't that an interesting picture see god's good he can't actually do anything bad so all he's done is actually go well actually i think it's more like this we've stepped out away from his protection you know one of the reasons i'm a christian i'm too scared not to be do you really want to be in this world without god's protection think that through think that through I want God to protect me and my family and our church and our people. I prayed last year and I'm still praying that no one I know I love gets covid and so far they haven't. Hey, we need God's protection. We don't want to step away from God's protection in our lives. We want that. So interesting. So to curse someone is to demand that God removes his protective covering. I just found that as a really interesting this was a Hebrew study on this Hebrew word of what curse means in the Hebrew. Adam and Eve's problem was this. They prayed the wrong prayer. You may have prayed this prayer yourself. It was the opposite to Jesus' prayer. Jesus prayed, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, um, not my will but yours be done. Adam and Eve prayed the wrong prayer. They prayed, not your will, ours be done. And that's all it takes, friends, to step out of the protection of God's power, is, is to want what we want and want it now. You know what, if we align ourselves with God's will like Jesus did and what God wants, then we find um, blessing, not curse. We find God's presence and protection, um, not an absence of that. So my second point this morning is Jesus came to reverse the curse. I stole this from the prayer point about the prayer course. Um, look up the prayer course, Google it, prayer course. There's eight weeks of great stuff there. Give it to your small group leader if you want to do it. Do it by yourself. There's notes, some of these are here tonight, t- today, you can grab later. Um, but I loved how they, they said this, and this is where I got this idea from, to re- reverse the curse. How good is that? Do you want to reverse the curse? Do you want to reverse the curse in your life? Do you want to reverse the curse? And when I say the curse, I've explained that, the lack of God's presence and protection. Do you want to reverse the lack of God's presence and protection in Jetty, in your family, in your wider family, in your workplace? I do. I want to bring Jesus into the places. Wherever I show up, I want Jesus to be. I want to walk into the room and not be the anxious presence, but the peaceful presence. And Jesus can do that. I don't want to be the sad. I mean, it's okay to be sad, but I want to come into a space and bring joy and hope. And I only can do that through Jesus. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree by his death on the cross jesus paid the price for our rebellion towards god for adam and eve's rebellion and everyone else's rebellion through the cross the curse the loss of god's presence and protection has been removed jesus prayed the right prayer so he just said not my will but yours be done by obeying the will of the Father, he made a way for us to be restored to relationship with God and therefore to his protection. You ever notice that, you ever bought fruit, I've that's a funny thing on Facebook the other day, Melissa found, parenting, there's no bananas, the kids want bananas. So you buy bananas and then the kids don't eat the bananas and they rot on the cupboard. How true is that? But you know that, Part of the decay, part of the curse of our world is things die. You ever put an apple on the bed? Ever, ever left an apple in your bag? Found it a few weeks later? You know? And you know what? In our great intelligence, we can slow down the decay process. But we can't stop it. You know what God does? I love this. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new. God doesn't try to fix stuff. He just makes it new. I love that. You know what fixed my photocopy? I just got a new one. You know what fixed my heart? I just got a new one. We're not trying to preserve stuff, friends. We're looking for new stuff. We're looking for something new. I'm looking for a new mind in Jesus. One that thinks biblically, not one that thinks like the six o'clock news or some crap or some crap my friends told me. I want, a, I want a new mind, just like I've got a new heart. And so I've got to get into the word and talk with my Christian friends and get my mind renewed and think like Jesus thinks. I don't want preserved, I want new. And because of this. Because we are new in Christ, we can partner with Jesus to reverse the curse. This is a real one I want to push home. You know what? You have the power to change the world. Do you know that? No, well, I can't do much. You know what? We're talking about prayer and intercession. And I believe that through prayer and, and through what we do as well, but first and foremost by praying and asking God to move in our city, in our town, in our street, In our own lives, we can change the world. This is what I'm about to show you in the Bible where it says that. Through prayer, we too can reverse the curse. Matthew 6.10, and this is from the prayer course as well. The part of Jesus, because they're just working their way through the Lord's prayer. Your kingdom come. Do you pray that? Your kingdom come, God. Your kingdom. Your, not my kingdom. Not the Salvation Army's kingdom. Not the um, Liberal Party's kingdom. Your kingdom. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done. When we pray in Jesus' name, we're not, they're not just, you ever do that? In Jesus' name. I just want to emphasize this. You know what that means? In Jesus' name. It means that we're in right relationship with him. So you can't just tack it on the end of your prayer when your life's a mess. And when I mean your life's a mess, you're not in right relationship with Jesus. We have to be in right relationship with Jesus. That means any sin we're aware of, we've confessed to him and asked for forgiveness. It means we are, you know, fellowshipping with him regularly. We're in right relationship with him. And then we're in Jesus. And then in some ways, we don't even have to say in Jesus' name because what we're praying is already in Jesus' name. Does that make sense? Because James 5, verse 16 onwards says this, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Do you want to say that? The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. How cool is that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that when you pray, things change? Man, we saw it last year in so many ways. I want to take it the next ante. Last year, we were a bit on the defensive and we overcome. Let's take it onto the Offensive. Let's take it on to the offensive. What do you want to see change in your street, in your family, in your community this year? What do you want to see? Are you praying for that already? You have a chance to make a list of that in a minute. Elijah was a human being just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. You know what? You you can say what you like, but if you say it's not going to rain for three years and it stops raining, people are going to come looking for you. Are they? Anyone can say they're a prophet, doesn't mean nothing. But if you're a prophet, what you say happens. You know why? Because it comes from God. A prophet, real prophet doesn't make stuff up. They hear God and then they share what they hear. Elijah prayed because God actually told him it wasn't going to rain. That's what makes our prayers effective. We've got to listen to what God wants first and then pray. That's what made his prayers powerful. He got the heart of God and then he just shared it out his mouth through prayer. And what he prayed happened. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. I want to emphasize this. Um, Years ago when we were at our church up in Toronto, um, Lake Macquarie, there's a lady called Sue, and Sue put her hand up to do the Red Shield appeal one year. And um, we had no idea, you know, how this would play out. And she was just helping the family store, took an area. And so Sue worked at the family store, and she took a whole map area, actually, and probably collected close to 250 houses by herself. And she broke, not just broke, I think she set the all-time record for the most money collected in that area of Toronto. I said, Sue, how did you do that? She goes, I've lived here a long time. I know a lot of those people. <laughs> hey, how good is that? Yeah, you know what? And that's how prayer works. You know, Sue interceded or gave intercession between the Salvation Army and those people. And the same is we can intercede like Sue between God and the people. Does that make sense? And because we know God in relationship with him, then we can make stuff happen. Stuff changes. It's about our relationship with God is why our prayer becomes powerful. Just like Sue's collecting became powerful because of who she knew, our prayers become powerful because of who we know. I just want to caution you in this, because I hear sometimes people pray, you know. And I, don't want to, I don't want to be cautious. I just want you to be in right relationship with Jesus. Um, because there's also this story in Acts 19, um, where it says, you know, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul, that even handkerchiefs and aprons that touched him were taken to the sick, and the illnesses were cured, and the evil spirits left them. Now it says, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed, they would say, take note of this, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. What does that tell you? They didn't know Jesus. In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches? I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day an evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know. That's interesting, isn't it? The demons know who Jesus is, friends. And Paul I know about. But who are you? That's when they should have known they're in trouble. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, overpowered them all, he gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. You know, friends, in my own strengths, Nate's right. he actually was a bit exaggerating. "I'm just rubbish without Jesus. I know my value in God, but can I do anything useful without him? No. No. We have to. You wonder why some stuff doesn't work in your life? Where's Jesus in the center of it? Get Jesus in the center of it, just like Bailey testified this morning, and stuff will change. Don't go to a YouTube clip or some book or TV program or some friend. Go to Jesus, and you'll see a shift in that situation in your life, whether it's work or school or family or whatever it is. Bring Jesus into the center of it, not a self-help flopping book. Bring the real book. Bring the real book. Bring the book. His name's Jesus, the Word of God, and you'll see things shift and change. I love this. To them God has chosen, Colossians 1.27, to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. You don't look excited enough this morning. You know, if you've confessed that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died for your sins, that He rose again, you've asked me, Lord and Savior of your life. Christ is in you. So you know what we go. Oh, why did Jesus have to leave the earth so Christ could be in you? And now we have fifty Christs running around the night. The devil should be scared. Why isn't the devil more scared, friends? Because Christ is in you, and he's the hope of glory. That means you can, you know, the devil just lies to us all the time. You can't do anything. Such a lie. You can change the world. You can change your workplace. You can change your friends' attitudes, because Christ is in you, and he's the hope of glory. When we put our faith in in Jesus and come into relationship with him, his spirit comes and lives within us. And that spirit's powerful. You know, when they talked about acts, the word was dunamis. It's a word we use for dynamite. We Blow stuff up. You need to go find something the enemy's doing and get all over that and blow it up in the name of Jesus. Does that make sense? Can you blow some stuff up that the devil's messing with this week? And all you got to do is show up in the room, surrender to Jesus, and the Holy Spirit in you will blow up that turmoil and bring peace, will blow up that depression and bring joy. Do you think we could believe for that today? You haven't really got me convinced, so you can believe for that today. Thank you. That's just something. Give me something. You probably heard me tell this story too, but it's one of my favorites. Um, because I heard this guy give a message probably thirty years ago now, and he was talking about this same thing. I remember him saying, "You know what? It's in your hands. It's in your hands." We say, "God, come on, do something." God says, "I have. It's your turn." We're waiting for God. He's waiting for us. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? And he said, "This this guy is Winky Prattney. He's still alive, but he's he's quite old these days, and..." Winky said this: He's a young guy giving one of his first sermons to a bunch of unsaved kids at a youth rally outside, and um, he'd given this message. The kids were great, even though they weren't Christian kids. They sat there, they listened. He was about to give their appeal. He was about to ask them to give their hearts to Jesus, and it started to rain. And he went, "Oh no! Like it's going to wreck the whole opportunity for these kids to come and know Jesus." And he said he got so angry with the devil. You know what? He, and he just said, "God." Stop the rain! He didn't give it too much thought. You know our best prayers are when we don't think about it too much. Just let it come out of our spirit. You know what? The rain just stopped. A lot of kids go out to Jesus that night. Imagine if we just, you know what the devil wants to do, is just pound on you enough so that you close the walls of your heart that your heart stops speaking. And we start speaking out of our head instead of our heart. And so the love of God comes to break down the walls and soften our hearts. So out of the overflow of your heart where the Holy Spirit is, the mouth can speak and things can change. Do you hear that this morning? I think that's probably the most important point I've made and it's not in my notes. So I want you to hear that this morning. Okay? Stop thinking. Stop talking out of here. And start prophesying out of here. Because that's where the heart, you know what I'm talking about. The heart, the soul, the spirit, where the spirit of God is. Let the spirit of God out of you to speak. And before you speak to others, get in the mirror and start speaking to yourself. Does that make sense? I am a new creation. Hallelujah. I don't care what you look like in the morning. Get up and tell yourself you're a new creation. You'll start to look better as soon as you said it. I have found that I can't fix everything. I certainly can't fix the world and I can't fix people. I've been told I'm not supposed to try and fix people. So I don't. But I can pray. But I can pray. I can't fix a photocopier. I can't fix the world and I can't fix people. But I can pray. And you know what? The less I try and the more I pray, the more I see happen. Isn't that interesting? Because I'm a problem solver. I see a problem, I go to fix it. I'm learning to do that pray first. And sometimes it gets fixed before I show up. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I never believed more in prayer than I do today. So the first thing is I wanted this to come up on the screen, guys. Have you got the sinner's prayer up there? You can pray any prayer like this. But the idea is you give your heart to Jesus. And maybe today, if you've been running your own life, you can call yourself a Christian all you like, but if you're running on self-will, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Because when we surrender our life to Jesus, we don't invite him into the foyer. We invite him into every room in the house. And he wants to be in every room of the house. The relationship room, the finance room, the friendship room what you watch on the internet room. He wants to mess with all of it. That's called surrender. And when we get to that level of surrender, we see power. And so let's pray this prayer. We got it? Let's pray it together. Eh? As a news fresh surrender to the Lord. Dear Jesus, I need you and I believe in you and I receive your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for me and for giving me life and eternity. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. You know what, if you pray that this morning, right now, and you believe that, then we are in Christ. How cool is that? And so on here I've got some prayer, some, just some, it's just a cool thing, don't worry about the camera chasing me around, I'll give up on that. Um, this is from the prayer course, it's just how to do a prayer list. If you want that, come and grab it. I'd encourage you, if you haven't got a prayer list at the moment, start one. I started, restarted one last year. been amazed at how many answers to prayer on that thing. And you know what? I just want us to be a praying congregation. We're a great church, but I want us to be more of a praying church. I want that to go to a whole new level. Now, if you wondered what the mini Olympics is about, I love this. And this is an invitation this morning, right? When asked about what was needed for a successful revival, a guy called Gypsy Smith said this, Go home, lock yourself in your room, kneel down in the middle of the floor, and with a piece of chalk, draw a circle around yourself. There on your knees, pray fervently and brokenly that God would start a revival in that chalk circle response was a little underwhelming, sorry. You know where revival starts? Here, here. I love this. So, you know, we couldn't draw chalk on the the carpet, but we got some hula hoops. And good luck fitting inside those things, but as long as you get your knees in there, I want you to come and pray for revival. And make sure, probably the first prayer is to make sure that you're surrendered in your heart. And then out of that, yeah, our prayers are powerful and effective to bring change. I don't think it's a coincidence, friends, that our nation has been spared in many, many ways from this COVID virus. Why? I think part of it is because we have a God-fearing prime minister. And we have people throughout our country who pray. Don't all go to church, but they pray and they believe and they have faith. And I believe in 2020, that our nation was blessed and protected because of that. You know what? Can we take that protection to a whole nother level and see our nation turn from its evil ways and turn even more so towards God and His ways? Gypsy Smith began each of his evangelistic crusades with such a ritual. On the outskirts of a city or town he was due to preach at, he would draw a circle and begin to intercede for revival. So this morning I want to come and invite you to grab a prayer list if you want to and pray at the mercy seat. Or come and kneel in a hula hoop and pray. A prayer for surrender if you need to, but also a prayer that God will revive our nation and revive our churches, our people. He's in, He's doing it, the Spirit's moving, but I believe there's more that He wants to do. Could you believe for that this morning? And I don't care if you take turns in the hula hoops, but at the end of this, if you want to take one home and put it in your bedroom and kneel in it every day, you're welcome to do that as well. Let me pray. Lord God, we just want to come to you humbly accepting, acknowledging that we can't, but you can. That you won't do our part and we can't do your part. And so our part is to pray and your part is to move in power. And say, so, Lord, we surrender ourselves afresh to you this morning. We thank you with very grateful hearts of the many answered prayers last year, the blessing, the protection. But, Lord, we come boldly and ask for more. We ask for more, more salvation, more growth, more intimacy with you, more power, more change in our community. In Jesus' name, amen.